What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Middleton Technologies Maximo. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of Rideshare Rodeo. Thank you for joining us once again. And uh, if you're new, sit back, relax, and uh, we're going to have a really good discussion here today with an alternative rideshare startup company that, um, well, I'm not going to give anything away because there's a lot in there. Um but I do want to talk about real quick next week's podcast. So next week's podcast is the it's going to be the five year anniversary of UberLiftDrivers.com. That was the project that was first started. That's when the social media account started uh, for UberLift drivers, and then just oh, you know, almost two years ago, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, Rideshare Rodeo podcast was started, and it's social media and whatnot. And so it's going to, I'm going to be doing, um, next, next week on the podcast, I'm going to be doing a piece more geared at the uberliftdrivers.com side of things. And then a few weeks after we're going to be doing the two year anniversary of the podcast. Um, and we'll celebrate both on both, but next year or next week, sorry, next week is going to be, um, well, kind of more about I'm I'm still putting together how it's going to go, but it's going to be something based around the website, um, and also a couple of things that are going to be coming up, and uh, and yeah, um, very excited about a lot of things that are happening. So that said, I real quickly uh, want to talk to everybody. Remember, if you if if you're just if you're dashing, uh, duh app. Uh, if you're if if you work uh, Amazon Flex. Flex Alert. Uh, if you work Uber, Lyft, Uber Eats, Grubhub, or things over in the UK, it's Maximo. Come on, guys. It's the Gary Middleton app. Middleton Technologies. MiddletonTech.com. You can find all these apps in the App Store, and they all help optimize your money and your earnings in your market the way you want to drive. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's not, this isn't a cheat of the system. This is, you're saying, you're setting your parameters of what what you want to earn, what kind of rides you're looking for, distance, earnings, all the filters you need. And you're letting it auto accept and decline and even toggle back and forth and turn off your other profiles if you're running more than one of the ones that I just named for Maximo. So, um it's just a better, easier way to earn, you know? Uh, you get a free trial, 
And even after that, you know, Maximo's a Maximo's a steal, you guys. Um, I was yeah, I was shocked to see it's it's four ninety nine a month, but it's uh, gosh, I hope I hope I'm not wrong here. I don't have it right in front of me, and Gary will be upset if I get it wrong. Um, but I believe you save a little bit on a year. I believe it's forty nine ninety nine for a year. Um, if it's not, you guys have to get mad at me, not Gary. Uh, I just don't have my notes in front of me, but I, I'm pretty sure that's the case. But even at the four ninety nine a month, that's that's a steal. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, if you can if you can have a filter only show only send you the rides that you are looking for. I mean, really? I don't know. I I don't know. I I. That's one of my biggest pet peeves about the apps is is trying to figure out, oh, do I want that? And now you're only going to have to see the ones that you've set as all your filters to say, okay, the within these parameters. And then it's going to show you those and you still have to decide, but, you know, hey. Anyway, you guys got to check out the app. Um, also, we are going to be having a roundtable coming up with uh, Maximo users. So people who have been using the app for years, uh, Gary designed this app, uh, Maximo was his first, and he designed it um, 26, 2016, yeah, 2016, six years ago. And it still holds true today. So I'm going to have some uh, Maximo users who have been users for a while, and we're going to even try and hopefully I'll find somebody that is new to using Maximo, hasn't been using it long that has a few questions because so far on the for this round table piece we're gonna do, I have I have two people that are more veteran with it. So um in a perfect world, if you're out there listening and you use the Maximo app, email me, Steve at Rideshare Rodeo. Um email me regardless if you use the Maximo app. Let me know. And let me uh let me know what you think of it and uh and put in there if you'd be willing to come on a round table pod- podcast and what your market is, what your city is. Um but in a perfect world, what would be great is a kind of new user to the to the Maximo app to be added to this roundtable, as well as if we could find somebody from um, the UK or, or the London area or whatever um, who uses the app, because um, I, I would just like to know something from that side, too. But even if not... Um, you know, I'm even I'm even open to expanding the amount of people on the panel. So, also, I do know there is big news out there this week. Um, however, it's not fully hashed out, even though it happened. Um, I know that the what happened up in Washington State with Uber, Lyft, the Teamsters, and the drivers all agreeing, and them working out something that was supposed to be ratified this weekend. Uh, we will really delve into that next week during the Uber Lyft drivers, uh, five-year anniversary, because that's news and that's, uh, what all next week's podcast will be about is news in one way or another. But that is, we will be talking about some subjects, um, as well as going back through maybe a little, uh, ULD history there. Right now, let's jump into the piece and I will come back on the other side. So today I'm happy to have... The CEO and founder of Fear Cab, um, Rudy Perez. Uh, and uh, Rudy, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. So I might have just thrown a few people off when I said Fear Cab. Um, I know that it's, or I believe, it's, and we're going to get into it, it's Fear Cab Rideshare. So yeah, it's Rideshare. Their proper name is actually called Free. I okay. there's, actually find the name free.com. 
And then uh-huh. when I, you know, when you actually go to the domain and then you ask, oh, are you willing to sell it? They're like, no. So my wife suggested wordplay and we spelled it out one day on a dining table. And she came up with F-U-R-E-E-E, free. Like right. to pronounce it and with the U silent. So I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea. But let's shorten it because four letters uh, make sense. And plus they become lucrative. And it's a lot easier for brand, for you know, um, printing and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, it ran. And then uh, I started looking at trademarks and then all that. I was like, it's all available. Might as well. So you call it free? Free. Free. Okay. Because I would have never get, I mean. No, everybody, every, every, know. Investor, every investor said the same exact thing. Why, why this, why you spell it this way? I was like, well, free. If you really pronounce it, it's free. Yeah. Are you going like to ever use, are you going to use the name Fure though? No. You're, you're not even going to kind of like commonly accept that because it's it's going to be what people call it. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, I know that. <laughs> it's like when when Travis started Uber, it mm-hmm. was just people looked at like Uber. It's a German name. I don't know. You know, and people had that that insecurity about, you know, why should I actually call it you know, Uber? Um, but then through time, people came to accept that it's Uber. You know, universally, when you say Uber, it's Uber. So for us, when we say free, people will look at it like that means free. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun to see the branding on that. I mean, I'm sure that with time, you know, people will yeah. just start saying, uh, you know, they'll say, hey, call a free cab. It's free. You yeah. know, or somebody will be like, why is it safe here? I don't know. But, but it'll be interesting for sure. I thought I thought maybe you'd try and find a way to build at least, maybe you'll have to build in like a, it's not fear, it's free. Free kind yeah. of marketing. No, slogan. yeah. When we do the when we do the TV ads <laughs> for radio and for TV, the the branding will be there and explain to the people um, why we named it that way. You know the process and all that. I'll go into dig, dig deeper into that with another episode. Um, but yeah, I, for me, it made more sense because it, it, it symbolized what it means. Because it's hard to look at a word and go free. Okay, I get it, you know. And then once we start rolling out, and then the brand starts getting its 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 awareness, then people go, "Oh, okay, I get it now." So, what were you doing before this, or what what in in I mean, without I mean, my life background is crazy, and it would take me days to get into all. This oh, story, I know but, your background, <laughs> right? But so, what is what is your what's your background? Just kind of like the last whatever amount of years to make make sense of all this and where you're at um in 2018 my brother started doing rideshare um and then he introduced it to me i knew about rideshare for a long time but i really follow into it because i was developing a payment service for a long time but what got me into it is that he started it and then he's like hey you can do this on the weekends make extra cash you know and have fun at it i was like oh all right so i tried and then what started this was one night we were out drinking. We had a couple of drinks. We spent our last couple of bucks cash that we had in our pocket to get drinks. And then my brother came to me and he said, Hey, um, you know, how are we going to get home? And I was like, well, I don't know. And then the question started free was, um, how can we get a free Uber ride? <laughs> Pretty much, you know, like when you're drunk and you're thinking these ideas, you're like, what can happen? You know? 
Yeah. I pondered it for about um, four months, six months, and realized that advertising is the world that we live in now. Um, and it made sense of connecting that marriage between advertising and rideshare. Okay. So what mar- I, I forgot to even ask you, what market are you in? Or do you, li- do you um, live in? Technically, yeah. Technically, we're in advertising, but our sideline business is rideshare. No, what like what um what city? What market? Oh, uh Philadelphia. We're doing Philadelphia in the next couple of months. Okay. And then pretty much we're gonna be starting rolling out other cities soon. So th- so that's what I was gonna get at is that you're you're targeting one city first. Yeah, first. Okay. Cause I mean, I think that's the ones that I've seen roll out who have had the best chance at things have always done that. Yeah. You know, it's like a few companies almost just almost crept up to go into multiple states out of just that one city in Texas, Austin. Yeah. You know, we saw a couple of ride shares emerge out of there and why they ended and whatnot, um, all with different ways of handling it too. So, um, so yeah, so there is long-term goals to be nationwide, but you're doing a focal point on Philadelphia to get that working. Um, obviously you must think that you have enough connections, marketing, social media to get out there, to get the word out there, to get people using this because any market, especially like a Philadelphia market, Uh, um, I'm from Michigan, you know, and I live in Denver, the the size of the city, Philadelphia is probably bigger than Denver. We're at about 800,000. You guys are over a million. So, you know, it's, how do you, how do you get those customers those passengers who are so just used to pulling out their phone and at war, at best checking against the two apps, but usually just they have one app or the other that they just blindly use, Lyft or Uber. Yeah. Um, what got what our go to market was pretty simple. Uh, word of mouth. Once we started, like when I was doing the ride share, um, piece with Uber and Lyft, and I was doing it for them. I would ask these questions to, to the drivers and to the riders, like, you know, what would change the industry? What would make the ride better, safer, so on and so forth. But when we looked at Philadelphia, it made more sense for us um, right. into Philadelphia because one, it's similar to New York city and other major cities, LA, uh, San Francisco and so forth. But Philadelphia is a lot easier because yeah. the demographics we looked at were all there in that city as opposed to New York city. Well, plus in New York, you would have been under all the new regulations and house bills and everything. So that yes. would have been a real horrible nightmare and a horrible way to start up during a pandemic with already 85 type legislation coming down on you. But um, so can we just can we jump into some of the big questions like user data, um, uh, how you're going to pay the drivers, how you're going to bring on the customer base? Um sure. I know those are pretty three loaded questions right there. Like with the user data, I mean handling of it because we've been talking about this often lately on the YouTube channel and on the podcast that there is a difference between selling data and shared data yep. because sometimes there's not much. It, it's, <laughs> I always hate talking about this, but it's, it's going to, the shared data thing is it's going to be done anyway. Yeah. It, it's just done on a level. Selling data is a different thing, like what trip rides did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all the yeah. just yeah. mistakes that they made along the way. So how is it? What is, I mean, there's obviously there's no pyramid thing going on here. Trip's logo is even a pyramid. Um, <laughs> which just to the next step. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
yeah, I mean, how are you, what, like, how is it going to work for the drivers and there, there's no fees to them or how does, how does this platform work? All right. So let me break it down for the drivers and then we'll go into the riders. Mm-hmm. For the drivers, one, they're getting a salary. Advertisers are paying their salary. Um, and two, they're going to get benefits. They're going to get everything. Like if, when they sign on the app, they'll get two options. You become an independent with benefits um, getting 90% of the fare, um, or you become an employee with benefits and you get a salary and you get a zone. You work that zone. And if you do better, you get to the next zone and the other zones. Um, it's set up in a way that uh, it's to minimize having 50,000 drivers in one area, um, in one aspect. And the other aspect is the problem that drivers have now is uh, not classification, but their rights saying, Hey, I want to be an independent. I want to turn it on off whenever I want, but I still need to support my family, give them insurance, give them food, get, you know, give them clothing, so on and so forth. So for us, it made more sense of let's make, they'll still be independent. They'll get, you know, um, benefits and everything, but what makes us different from what Uber and everybody else is doing is the fare. Um, I've talked to Brazilian riders and drivers and all the drivers are telling us like, listen, they're taking 40%. They're taking 60% of my fare. Mm-hmm. So for us, it made more sense of we'll give you 90 because we know that um, it made more sense as opposed to, oh, let's, we'll only give them 70 or we'll give them 60 and write it on paper and have a contract that way. Because in essence, when drivers sign up on Uber, they're pretty much saying Uber's dictating to them, like, listen, you're gonna you're gonna come onto the platform, but we're gonna dictate how much you get paid. Bro. Well, so I've been I've done almost thirty thousand rides, and when I was brought on, it was the same type of pay skills you're talking about. It was a split yeah. with Lyft. Um, and I went on Lyft first, twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. I think it was late twenty fourteen, but it was a it was a ninety ten split. When I went on to Uber several months later. Um, it was an 85-15 split. They were doing that same kind of model and then they started moving away from it. Now it's so dynamic. One trip you have could be that they took 30%. The next one could be that they took 78. They're just paying you on the mile and the minute now. Uh You know, I mean, like I know Philadelphia's rates aren't much better than what they are here in Denver. They're pretty horrible. In fact, I think you're five cents above us. So that would mean that you're 63 cents a mile um, and I think you're nine or 10 cents a minute is what they get paid for Lyft and Uber drivers. We're paying 90 cents a mile, 90 cents a minute. Um, and on top okay. of that, doing uh, night differential, we're paying them 55 cents a mile a minute at night. So from midnight until six in the morning, if you want to do the night shift, here's 55 extra cents. We're doing a night shift. Same so- thing. Is there, how, how does the, cause I've been a salaried employee too. How does the salaried part work? Cause so, obviously you need a certain amount of hours. You need something from a salaried employee. Yep. I mean, I understand this too. This so is like my- if you drive, here's a schedule, pick your schedule. You know, if you want to do second shift, third shift, fourth shift, whatever shift you want to do, it's your schedule. So like grabbing time blocks. Yes, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So, and then they just have to come up to whatever you've metriced it at. Like if it's 40 hours or whatever, they have to do yeah, 40 hours. It's standard. Day. Yeah. It's standard because of the department of labor, um, right. more sense of saying, all right, you're going to be an employee. Here's 40 hours. Here's five hours of OT. Maybe you get it. Same thing with the benefits so on and so forth. So on the employee side, 
they sign up as a regular driver. We do the background check, the whole um, thing on them, make sure that they're who they are and so on and so forth. And then, you know, say, all right, now you're an employee. Here's some training. Here's the etiquette, road etiquette, so on and so forth. And then once they're done with that, now we put them on the road. We'll pair them up with an experienced driver. If they're a new guy or if they're an experienced driver, you know, we'll put them out on the road and, and they're off to go. Mm-hmm. So this is this is where I guess it gets really big. Is how is the use? How is the rider side being handled? How is how is bringing them on being handled? So for the riders, we did a lot of word of mouth for me doing the cabs, and then me actually going to events and doing flyers and stuff like that. Um, but to go to the market on that one was really easy because a lot of people once you tell them that the rides are free, they're like, "I want to sign up. This is awesome." Um, but from a rider standpoint. We all we're asking is that they're watching a video in the cab on their way to the drop off. And between each ad, they're going to ask three questions. The first question um, is uh, user generated or advertiser generated. Uh, the second question, same deal, but slightly different. It's so it's almost like a gotcha, like, oh, you know, if you liked it, you know, what else do you know? Like, or was the ad funny? Not funny. Then the third one is what a lot of our partners love is the ability to buy that product on the spot while you're actually going to your drop off. So through, so through like QR codes or what, how does, how is that working? So it's very similar to Amazon's one click. Okay. The button and it's already in their uh, shopping cart or it's already purchased and it's already being shipped to the house. By the credit card they have on file with fear cab. Yeah. Okay. So it is, it's, it's all advertiser paid rides. Yeah. It's all advertising, all advertising uh, driven um, rides. All the advertisers are doing is asking you a bunch of questions. Right. On each ad, collecting that data, making a consensus decision on, do we change the ad? Do we make this ad national? Do we make it local? And then um, once they see those, ad, those answers, then they can go on to the next ad. And so on and so forth, but it's not one advertiser; it's a bunch of advertisers. Right, right, right. So how how does that work against like um, if I need to go uh, five miles to downtown, or I need to go twenty five to the airport? Am I seeing? Because I mean, like, I guess the airport yeah. ride is worth more money. Yeah. So, am I seeing ads the whole time, or am I going um, through this? It's, the whole it's time? really up. To, it's your preference. We give you as the writer the ability to say, "I want to watch." the whole ride. So it's all free or I want to watch only five minutes where it's a 25 minute ride. I want to watch five minutes and get a discount. Okay. Okay. So they can, they can choose to say, I don't want to do this. I want to pay for it. Yeah. They have the ability to pay for a ride too. Um, it's just like on, on any other app, ride your app. Um, you click your place that you want to get picked up. You pick your drop off. Um, you pick how much you want to pay, or if you don't want to pay, you want to watch the ads and that's it. And you, and you watch the guy come to your house, pick you up. And then same formality of getting into the car, buckle up, watch the ads, fatigue, and you're good. So are you, are you going to be doing any like uh, rooftop, uh, rapify type stuff around the car or any of this? I mean, yeah, it's already in the works. Um, we're working with a couple of, um, providers on doing the rooftop stuff. And then we're also working with a couple of rap companies, national rap companies to start doing the cars. So does that, does that, is that a requirement of the drivers or is that, uh, no, the cool thing about it, this extra mile. 
Yeah. So if you go the extra mile, we'll actually pay for you. Okay. Yeah. If you wanted to put the sticker on the decal on your car, here's an extra hundred bucks a month, or here's an extra two hundred bucks a month. Wherever the case may be, whoever advertises providing that ad, they're they're paying us a small little ten percent fee. The rest is going to the driver. And what prevents the driver from getting his car wrapped fine and saying, "Yeah, I want to go that route," and then saying, "I quit." It's all on him, you know. It's if he wants to take the wrap off, it's all on him. Yeah. Well, so, no, I'm just saying because those wraps can get expensive, and driver churn, yeah. churn rate can be kind of high yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But the wraps are not. It's not a fully wrapped car. There's oh, there it's like a decal on the door. Yeah. Okay. They're they're, okay. they're placed in certain positions that makes them unique, and they're okay. easy, they're easy to pull off too. Nice. Um, okay, so we've got how all that part is covered, but I still have to go back to how do you bring the masses of customers um word of mouth a lot of it up to now up to now we have roughly about a hundred thousand people signed up on the app itself on the wait list now it's just doing shows like this going out to the public going out to um to dv hopefully um not going to say it now but hopefully soon we're probably going to go on gma um, good morning america and talk about you know what we're doing why we're doing it so on and so forth that exposure will bring us to the next level yeah for sure um yeah i'm surprised that i mean is is the website fully up now no not yet or, or, I, I knew i know you're close yeah, I know you're close. yeah. everybody i get a lot of investment <laughs> all the time you're you're fundraising without a website what's wrong with you yeah and, um i laugh because it, it this was uh, a culmination of four years to five years to build this company. So I wanted to make sure I was crossing my T's, dotting my I's, looking at the legal framework. What can we do? What we cannot do? Because one, we have 50 states. So you have 50 different laws in every single book. So I wanted to make sure that we're doing this right. right. Um, so privacy was a big concern when we did this because I knew the press will get crazy about this. I knew the public will get crazy about this. And um to remove that problem altogether is when you come on a platform, we're just asking questions. We're not selling your data per se on the platform. It's just you asking those questions and that's it. Hmm. So do you have a, do you have a building database of customers so far? Yeah. 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 So, and are, is there, is there going to be any kind of unique functionability like um, favorite a driver or, yeah, so, so we're doing something similar with the star program. So, mm -hmm. like, for instance, you get a four star, a five star driver, or you get a one star driver. We'll have a similar setup like that. Um, the only difference is that it's hard to show. It's kind of crazy because I seen this uh, tweet the other day where Uber said that they're going to show people who have one stars to the riders, and to me, right. alarmed. You know that. That's alarming because one is that if a driver lives in a small town and let's say it's less than a thousand people and that guy's not liked, they're going to hunt him down and hurt him because yeah. oh, how dare him give him me one star when, you know, his service is not the greatest. Yeah. That's the same thing I thought too. I thought, gosh, what if they, what if they actually gave this privilege to the drivers? And I was thinking outside the box on that one. And I was thinking, man, Holy there would cow. be some really sorry customers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sorry so it's customers like, and it's one of those lawsuits. things that Uber does where they give a privilege to one side or the other and they test market it. Like it's, you know, without test marketing it, they're just like, let it go live. It's like, dude, you're putting people in danger. You're like, <laughs> yeah. Like today, um, tw uh, 
Lyft put out a thing for the bicycle, the white bicycle. Uh-huh. Buddy and her mom knows that the white bicycle on the side of the road means that someone died there. So Lyft put out these bikes in San Francisco, all white. And I can imagine people cruising down the road going, oh, another person died here? Another person died here? With a white bike on the corner, and it's a Lyft bike. So it's hard to, you know, it's like, do the research before you do, you know, put product out there and then go, all right, we got to pull this back because it doesn't make sense. The community saying no because of X, Y, and Z. So it's just, it's crazy. So when, when is the launch date for the Philadelphia market or the target? Um, officially it's going to be in July. Um, okay. We're looking the 4th July weekend because we know that once we launch that day, we know how the markets can react. And then we know the next steps of get going outside of Philadelphia, start going into the counties and so right. forth. Because we're so, doing this on a month by month basis. Are you uh, are you going to do like a soft launch first for like a month yeah. of like people you know and everybody see? Yeah, how it works we're doing a beta. Um, the mayor wants to see it. Everybody in Philadelphia wants to see it because they see it all the time. So they're like, "What's this all about?" They ask even people that I haven't seen or met. They're like, mm. "You're." The who's on uber and talking about <laughs> what the hell's going on like when's this thing start and so on and so forth which is really cool yeah uh, yeah the soft launch is going to be in july it's going to be a beta we're doing close to about 500 drivers and close to about 10,000 riders um they'll get an email in their inbox saying hey you've been selected um try it out download the app at this location and then we'll do the beta testing for about 30 days to 60 days once beta is done then we go live in the city then we can show the data to right. the city and the commissioners and all that saying, this is what we found. This is what we've done. And this is where we're going. And without having to name any names, the advertising companies behind this are big enough to, to know that it's going to have a slow start. Yes. Yes. Cause you know what I mean? I mean, it's going to, yeah, it's no, gonna yeah. Have... Because the first, the, the, one of our first questions is like, how can you prove this is actually going to work? Well, we've done a couple of betas already. I've done me, my brother and a few other people, small betas. Between us, just mm-hmm. me and my brother, I'll be the rider. My brother be the driver. We'll actually go, you know, pick me up at the airport, you know, and let's see how this works. So pick me up at the mall and let's see how this works. When we did our first initial runs. It was pretty good. There was a couple of hiccups here and there, but overall, once we get to the beta, people will see that, you know, it'll be seamless. Is it is it the same format as Uber and Lyft with closest to the pin gets the call or is it a round yeah. robin type thing? Both. So there's two um, things that we're doing that we're rolling out. One, it's called hunting, meaning that you drive, you're in the car, apps on, and you're just cruising around the neighborhood looking for rides. Okay. Another, there's another thing that we're doing that's called waiting, parked and wait, meaning that you'll sit in a corner, and if you're the only ride or, or driver in that area, and that's say in a five block radius, any rides that come in is going to you. That's it. Right. So, I mean, yeah, so um, the salary people, it seems like they're going to obviously get the rides first. Yes, but it depends because not everybody's going to say, you know, if we have five guys during night and there's a thousand rides being opted out there, you know, it's not going to be a free for all, but it's me like, hey, listen, you know what? Since you're here already, take it. If you're not, you know, if you're not driving, you're not driving. But if you are driving in the area, take it. If there is an independent that's in the area, they'll take it too. 
That's pretty, uh, I gotta say, man, you filled your plate up huge. I yeah. mean, taking on IC, I, independent contractors, taking on W2 employees, taking on, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to get crazy. It's, it's, it's set up in a way that one advertisers want to make sure that we have rides right. always out there. Yeah. Um, that's their, that's their, they're paying for this. Yeah. I mean, um, that's how you're going to get brands is, is by having cars everywhere. Yeah. And then number two is the independence um, because they're not, they're turning it on and off all the time. For them, it made more sense of, all right, if you're going to ride, here's an area that you can work and it's going to be yours until someone else shows up. Okay. It, it, it equals both sides of the spectrum. So your independents have their share of the market and our guys also have their share of the market as well. Yeah. I know that you just need to optimize the the salaried people's time. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So out of, just out of curiosity, can I can I ask what a starting salary might look like? Every every person that joins the company starts at seventy five thousand dollars for forty hours a week. Forty hours a week. Do that's that's not bad for any uh, time off, any weeks off. Yeah, PTO, family leave, the whole nine benefits. Um, we're, we're trying to set it up in a way that you join. I mean, up. I wouldn't expect you to have like a paid vacation. No, not but yet. I would expe- but I would expect you to allow a two week vacation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of I'm mean, doing a lot of standard stuff for employees. Mm-hmm. But anyone, anyone that signs up to become an employee, um, their starting salary is 75. Um, if you want to be a driver, it's 75. And then depending on the kind of car you have, if you have an Escalade or if you have a SUV, the, sire, the, the salary gets a little higher because of the cost of owning that vehicle. Okay. Um, now if you have a Hyundai, it'll be still be $75,000, but it's really up to you now. You know, all right, cool. I got more money in the bank. I got more food on the table. Should I upgrade the car to get a bigger car to make more money? You know, it's really right. up. To them. It's really up right. to them if they. So the insurance, everything is still on them. They're not. There's not like a policy, like like I I'm you know recently for independence. Well, yeah, no, for for, insurance, for yeah, well, for either really, but the in, like buckle insurance is somebody I'm really impressed with because they're working with only gig companies. This is what they're doing. Yep. Um, in fact, you know, if you've been, you'd listen to the podcast, you probably heard it, but, um, I think there's a ton of benefits there and it's meant for people with credit scores who have been dinged a little bit, who fall underneath that. They said that, you know, here, here's, I I thought it was pretty interesting the way he put it to me. If you fall under 680 in your credit score, which he said, most like 90% of most Americans do. do, Yeah. So he said, you know, you're going to, you're not going to get a better deal out there than buckle. He said, if you go above 680, there's probably a bunch of better deals for you. Mm-hmm. So it sounded to me like they're really doing something very unique as well, like tailoring this to the to the people who work this job, yep. who have dinged credit. And they yep. can even help you buy a car and then and then you know reestablish your credit. So they have a lot of ways of helping you work. But are you gonna are you gonna do anything? For to help them into an insurance policy that's more fear cab or free cab, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, they kind of like. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna do it now, but, it, but yeah, I'll, I'll give you a sneak peek. It's pretty much it's a group policy for independents and also for um, for employees. So a group policy meaning that we'll put in X amount of dollars into the policy, and then the ride the drivers themselves will put in a certain amount in the policy as well. So everybody will get a card under our policy, but right. they're, they're putting into that pot. So it's not like, Oh, I'm paying $300 a month for insurance. It's like, no, we can get a group policy, insure everybody. 
and everybody puts a little bit into that pot. So the rates are a lot lower. So what about those people who have three family cars who don't want to change their insurance? They do not want to change it. They have that. Yeah. They get the option to opt out. Okay. But I mean, so yeah, it would just be, there's, there's no compensation coming to those people on the insurance side if they opt out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I would expect that, but, um, so Philadelphia, then outer Philadelphia markets, are you planning on, because one thing so far, that's really cool too, aside from all the ways that you're approaching this whole thing is, uh, that you're on the East coast, all the startups I know are from Austin, Texas, or they're on the West coast. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're the first one kind of emerging out of the East coast, except for some, uh, um, some of the um, elementary school kids rideshare companies that I've seen yeah, 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 yeah. are just nightmares because they have insurance problems so bad. And, you know, but I mean, you're kind of the only like real rideshare company I've seen coming out of the East Coast. Yeah. Um, the investors asked us to actually come to San Francisco and start up there. And um, one, I have family. Two, I've been there a bunch of times that um, I love San Francisco, but. So I have a family out there in the condition that it is now. Yeah. Well, even that too. I, I mean, you know, I think we're, I don't know, in my opinion, I deal with a lot of those people all the time. And I think we're past the point of San Francisco needing to be the city. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the, those days are done. Everybody's in San Francisco, unless you're doing something weird like autonomous or something like so far uh, out there that your insurance, that your insurance bill is almost putting you out of business. Like it just doesn't, it's not really, it doesn't make sense. It's not the Mecca of tech anymore. It doesn't need to be. I mean, people are leaving California in the droves right now. Oh yeah. Uh, Well, they don't even want to be there. So yeah, it's a whole, that's a whole nother podcast in itself. (laughs) Right. But a lot of the tech companies are packing up and leaving too. Yeah. You know, either coming to Miami or they're going to Austin or they're going to New York city. Yeah. Um, But yeah, for us, the reason I want to stay here because I love, uh, PA. Plus, I'm originally from New York, um, raised in New York City, originally from Brazil. Parents came here, you know, at a young age. I was a little, little rug rat running around and then had the American dream of, hey, you know, I want to build something in America and, and did it. And then said, all right, we're going to move to Pennsylvania and make a family. And we did that and then realized that I love the state. So it made more sense of staying here as opposed to Hey, come to San Francisco. We'll give you half a billion dollars. You can do it out here. Right. I'm like, great and dandy, but when you have family and, you know, like Gary Tan says, it's like the, the, the city will come back, but it needs time. And the time that I have now to build this, I don't have that. I want to build this now because the problem is too big um, not to get solved. So what, I mean, I know that you want to expand from the Philadelphia area, but where, I mean, do you have a trajectory? Are you going, are you going for DC next? Are you going for, uh, you're good. Um, cause I know you, you got to stay away from yeah. some States. You got to stay away from Jersey a bit because of their legislation. You got to stay away from New York for a little bit, Yeah. you know, just yeah, to New York won't give us a license. Out. Yeah. New York's, uh, they told us that we won't get a license probably for another year or two. Right. I right. was like, why? And the attorney told us is because one, there's too many cars out there. They don't want to have another rideshare company doing this and then having another 30,000, 40,000 cars. I mean, I can sue them to give us the, the permit, but it doesn't make sense. But so, yeah, I was going to say, but why? You need to watch the legislation come down yeah. first anyway, because they are yeah. making some serious changes there, just like New Jersey yeah. keeps trying and get shut down. So there must be a trajectory where you're trying to stay away from those AB5 
Massachusetts H one two three four type bill states. Um, yes and no. Um, I don't mind competing head on because at the end of the day, it, it's a service that the people are going to want. They're going to ask for it. They're going to go to their elected officials. Like, how come they can't come here? Mm-hmm. You know, like they're giving us free rides. They're helping the community get free rides to, right. to you know poor individuals or to needy individuals. You know that community needs free rides. They can't go to work. So eventually, the market's going to go well. We might as well bring them here because they are giving free rides. It's on their dime. So I'm guessing the devices are all supplied, like tablets are supplied by you for the drivers. No. So that's another myth Uh-oh. that a lot of investors think. They think that because Uber's doing that now, Uber actually has it on the headrest. Yeah. Um, but it's not on the headrest, it's actually on their phone. Okay. So, oh, they, oh, okay. See, so they don't need one in the car. No, not okay. at all, which is okay. really cool. Oh, so they're good. They're good. That's why, that's why they're able to, to buy the thing too. That's what I was wondering with the touch screen. I was like, even if it's their ride and their account with the credit card, I was like, how's that going to tie in? But okay. So they're doing it from their phone. Do it from their phone. Yeah. Right. And I guess I'm guessing the that AI as each that- ad goes by, there's a chance to pay a, a little bit, but it keeps turning into a little less. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I understand that, you know, I yeah, would probably so you don't choose watch, to, to, to just watch them, you know, because usually on a ride, you're right on board anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, which is really funny because when you drive and you look in the mirror and then you see these, you know, folks in the back seat, they're like, you know, like, what's going on here? I, I, what's, right. going on here? what's going on in the news? So for us, it made more sense of we can add entertainment in their ride. Just watch a bunch of ads, give us the critiques, and your ride's pretty much free. Um, then the other question that a lot of people ask is really funny is like, how do you know I'm watching the ads? Well, we develop an AI that looks at your eyes and know through a little square box in front of the screen that if you're actually looking at ads. And how long? What about the volume? Same thing. Same thing. So we'll know because it won't force you to uh, turn on or turn off the volume, the volume is going to be there. If you have your headset on or the, the phone speaker will be on, right. you know, have the volume there. So the driver is going to constantly hear this too on speakerphone a lot. Well, if they, yeah, if they have, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny you say that because we had a couple of drivers say the same thing. I was like, oh, great. We're going to be listening to ads all day. I'm like, yeah. well, some are actually funny. Some are actually really funny. Right. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of drivers said that. They're like, dude, we're going to be listening to that. Like, that's part of the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, it's just part. I mean, it's the same thing as being at work and having to listen to what they choose to listen to at work at a W2. You don't get to go necessarily get to go and decide what that is. It might be elevator music all day. You you peek over the uh, the (laughs) cube and say, Joe, can you put something else on, please? You know, that that theme station is not the greatest. So July in Philadelphia is the target date. What else? So what else? Before we wrap anything up here, what else should we know about free cab? Yes, I'm going to keep having a problem saying free cab. I'm looking free, at the yeah. Word here. Every, yeah. Once, <laughs> yeah. Once we launch, once you'll see the big debut, um, the name free will stick. Uh, people are going to look at it like, yeah, it's free. Um, but the thing that we're doing now is um, fundraising. Cyan Bannister, let me give you a brief little story on how that. Mm-hmm. Um, she put a tweet out. She was doing an event in Reno. 
Um, I tweeted back and I was like, Hey, you know, I- I'll come. She DM me back uh, privately. She DM me privately. And I was like, Oh, all right. It's actually her. You know, I'm actually cool. So she invited me to come over. I went um, pretty much that day, you know, I pitched her a free cab and, you know, showed her the video the app, how the app works and all that. And literally like, all right, a hundred thousand, like, what a hundred thousand someone finally said yes awesome so um she was excited she realized the potential it is you know we talked a lot um in the cab ride but um for her she's like this is going to change the industry completely what you're doing is really really interesting this is it is really interesting you know i mean this is this is pretty amazing i guess it's just you know I'm thinking of if if it were me doing your what you're doing, I would make, and I'm sure you're doing the same things. I would make sure to be lining up marketing companies that have lined pockets for a long time, and not just to take their money, but to because un- they understand how things work. Yeah, they yeah. understand how a long term project like this will take. Yeah, I'll say this: there's one particular sneaker company that loves us, and it's not Nike. <laughs> no but it's one particular sneaker company that actually loves us because they realize one it's new tech two when we showed her the data points um her first her first answer was like can we actually communicate with them was like yeah you can actually put answers together and watch them in real time answer those questions to your ads her eyes were like wait wait wait, hold on a second we're actually getting data from outdoor advertising and um, after that, she was like, you know, what are you looking? How much you want? You know, we have an investment arm. <laughs> you can talk to these guys too. You know, they'll probably invest too. So have you, did you, I, I didn't even think of that. Did you even look down that avenue of uh, potentially having it be able to like FaceTime with some companies uh, for, for know, a survey? Oh, uh, you see, all right. Now you want the good stuff. I know what you <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to do a thing with um, TikTok. And what it is, it's TikTok videos, just like you swipe them down, um, but it's for cab rides. So you can be watching TikTok video ads, uh, and you're going to be going to your ride and just literally swipe through like TikTok ads. Uh, right. Uh, like ads. Right. No, I was talking about where like a company could come and and like have a one-on-one with me while I'm in the ride and say, Hey, listen, I have a few questions for you. A, le- a, oh, that's a not live a bad idea. Person. Like so, yeah, sort of like a, a live customer support thing. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Ah, where they act- where they actually get to pick the, you know, get the real questions out of somebody and watch their expression and expression, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, how is this how is this being because re- those kind of departments know how to read that stuff. Yeah. You know, and so um, it's hard because one in a lot of states there's law, there's privacy laws. Oh um, yeah, you have to have the more of two you know asking or yeah, okay. it's more of asking the writer like listen, they want to see your your interactions, they want to see your your video. Would you give them consent? Would you allow them? You know, there's a lot of legal frameworks to get that at, squared out. Of make that work. Yeah, I would just think that might be some like I was trying to think of what like the superior level would be like maybe if they. You know, kind of like how my Robinhood account is. Like, if I refer somebody and they start trading some crypto, I get yeah. like I don't get to pick it, but I get a few shares of some crypto that I don't even know yeah. about or of some stock. You know, something like that, where it's like not only are you getting the free ride, but you're getting 
$10 of stock from or, or a, a Visa card because this company would love to pick your brain on it, but it needs to be like a ride of over 15 minutes and you're going to have to yeah, give a real yeah, true yeah, survey. Yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, know. I a lot of airport rides are like that. A lot of the airport exactly. rides. And it's 30 minutes long. I could see that happening. You know, to pick uh, a customer. You know, it would be it would be like your exclusive, it would be like your your biggest uh funder, mm-hmm. your biggest, your biggest backer, your biggest like that would be the client you'd propose that to. Like, hey, if the ride's gonna be 15 minutes plus, do you want the opportunity to have a customer service agent? Yeah. I don't know. I, I would think that yeah. would be a maybe a pretty I, I know how much, like you were saying, how much they really want the data. They really would love the data of like real FaceTime because they've yeah, lost group, that. Yeah. They've lost that in the past couple of years. They never really had it great, but they've lost it with the pandemic. They have yeah. no idea what a face to face is like anymore. No, no. I mean, we're on Zoom, <laughs> right? Nobody's been on Zoom for the last two years, right? But I mean, like, there in the last two years, there wasn't even the the trickle down stuff they were getting. This would be direct contact yeah. with people again during a time when we're all in change. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited by the idea. You know, I, my main things are, you know, that I only, you know, I, I love promoting good things and I just, as long as, as long as user data isn't being sold and as long as the gig workers are being treated fairly, I'm always good. I'm always up for anybody competing with everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, at guys, the end of the day, it's and you like guys are doing you... something totally different is really yeah, what it's about too. Yeah. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, being a driver and a rider, you see, you're on both sides of the fence. You see what's going on. You see what, who's getting charged what and how much they are charging. You see what's going on with the drivers. And then you get to a point in life where well, this has to change because either the industry is going to destroy, it's going to implode because you get to the point where drivers are like, you know what? I'm not going to do this and I'm done. Right. Or you're going to have the same thing with the riders. The riders are like, you know, Last week it's ten dollars. This week it's twenty. Like, what's going on here? You know, and, and it's little by little. When I talk to people in the industry, they're like, "Yeah, this, you know, this has to change because it's not going to last long." Right. And, you know, I mean, like, um, yeah. If you guys were here, and you know, it's something I can sign up for, and I can just, uh, you know, I can get free rides by watching some stuff. With the craziness that's going on with the other apps pricing, it's. I mean, people are trying to jump back and forth, but I don't even know how much they're doing that anymore. I think that the dedicated, you know, the dedicated Uber riders or the dedicated Lyft riders used to jump back and forth or price compare. Now they're just like, look, I'm going to get screwed on the pricing regardless. So I'm just going to stick with what I know. I'm just going to use Lyft. And they just blindly open it and summon one without even looking at the price. You know, I've talked about this a few times with people that you know, right before, I mean, till days before the pandemic, we watched them race to the bottom, cutting a penny off the other Lyft, Uber, Lyft, Uber, just constantly. And then through the pandemic, just left everything the same. But then now they're like 300% plus in some markets. Yeah. Which and is people what- aren't even blinking. So they never, they yeah. never wanted to raise the price the whole 10 years, 11, 12 years that, that rideshare has been out in the country. And now they're raising it 300%. You know, it's, it's it's like you guys knew you could have done this way back. Why did you never raise the prices then? And and why are the drivers not included in the model? And I don't know. I've Harry and I often have conversations. The rideshare guy and I, we often have conversations about going back and forth about, you know, I mean, he's like, I've said before a bunch that you know, eventually there won't be drivers that ever, they would have gone through them all. And then so I I've said that to him, and he's like, yeah, I've said that a bunch, but it never holds true. I'm like. 
but I think this time it might. I think drivers are fed up, and I think that I think that the churn rate is getting so much higher that you're not going to ever get drivers to come back that have left. No, you no. know they're never going to say unless you do something big. They're, they're never going to say, "Oh, what? What are you paying now? Half of what I was making when I quit? No, I'm not going to come back." You just to give you an idea, just to give you an idea, half of um, the Lyft drivers in Philadelphia signed up. Right. A quarter of the Uber drivers in Philadelphia signed up with us. Um, wow. So how, did, how of, did you get you know, the word out? Because I asked them, what's that? How, do you get, how did you get the word out to that many? Because that's got to be a, a huge pool of drivers. Yeah. Well, it's it just going to events and then actually going to, um, to the airports and going to the queues and saying, hey, here's, here's a pamphlet or here's a flyer. I give it to them. I pitch them what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And like, they scan the QR code and they're literally signing up right in front of me while I'm talking to them. I'm like, so how do I do it? You know, like, I'm in, I'm in. I love this. It's a great idea. It's the same thing with the writers. The writers are like, here's my you know business card. Here's the QR code. Scan it, sign up. And then once we launch, you're in. Right. Yeah. This is, uh, everything sounds great. And it sounds like there's all kinds of room for uh, other earnings to maybe potentially creep their way in too. I can already see it, you know, like how, yeah. and that, that would apply to hopefully the drivers as well. but. Um, yeah, I mean, if this is a funded project, and if as long as the companies are happy with the data they're receiving back from people watching this, yeah. So the, I was trying to see if we're down the road, if maybe there'd be a, what the scenario might be where the money dried up, but it would never, in a way, do that as long as you kept, yeah, as long as you kept your investors happy and as long as they were getting their feedback from the drivers, yeah, or from That's the riders. All the advertisers want at the end of the day is data <laughs> show me if they're responding yeah show me if they're responding number one number two um that data you know it, as long as they're answering the questions and they're looking at the videos advertisers are like you have to understand steve outdoor advertising is an animal onto itself because that's the market that we're initially going after For the sure. problem with advertising is that static billboards are not technology suave to go say hey let's turn a light on because it's dark outside or it's snowing where us, we're bringing outdoor advertising to your to your phone because we're going to ask those questions. Does this ad make sense to you? Will you buy this product? And when we show that to advertisers, they're like, we actually get concrete data live, number one, from those users saying, hey, we like the ad. We buy the, we buy this. I'll show this to my friends. Or, you know, we'll buy 100 of these because it's good for business, you know, so on and so forth. Right. Advertisers want that data to them. Right. For writing public, the writing public goes, all I got to do is answer a couple of questions and that's it. And the ride's free. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and, and you're right. You know, word of mouth is going to, is going to blow up once you guys go. So I am going to hit you. The last question I'm going to give you then to, we already touched on is that I, when does the website go live? All right. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I'm trying. All right. So. I have, I'm doing a podcast just like you. Finally, I finally had the motivation to, to do it. Awesome. Um, uh, Gary Tan, if nobody knows, is an investor at um, uh, Initialized Capital. He does a podcast. Watching him, watching you, watching Harry and a bunch of other guys gave me, you know, the cojones, so to speak, <laughs> to do this. Because I'm a shy guy, you know, I'm a quiet guy, you know, I'm somewhat of a private guy. I am somewhat public now because of Twitter and all that. But besides that, 
Um, I never thought podcasting would be a thing, but for me, it was just more of, all right, I'm doing this podcast. When is the website going to be finished? So hopefully the website will be finished by next week or the week after two weeks at minimum. So hopefully, you know, in two weeks, everybody, the whole world will see the website. So by St. Patrick's day. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll hit the start button. Because if you guys go, is it, it's fewer.cab, right? Free.cab, F U R E dot C A B. Um, people, the, the yeah, rider. Guy, everybody, I just said fewer.cab because that's how you'll spell it in your head. But yeah, yes, it's free. Yeah. Yes. free. <laughs> it's, yeah. Everybody that they look, it's, I'm like, no, it's free. But, it's okay because once it's in the market, people will recognize the name and go free. Yeah. But right but, now, if you uh, get there, it's it's you know, it's it's just a landing page. Yeah, now it's just a landing page. The website will come out in two weeks, hopefully. Um, once the website out, they'll see the video, they'll see the app, um, the video of the app itself. That's is there it. is there a YouTube channel with the video now? Yeah. If so if you go to uh to youtube.com slash uh F-U-R-E dot C A B or uh, yeah, F-U-R-E-C-A-B. Um, you go to the website and you'll see uh, one or two videos, one of me like emotional about, you know, we just did the REV, we just dropped it the other day. And then also about um, about us, sort of like a video of why we're doing this, pretty much three segments of the rider, the driver, and why we're doing this. And that's pretty much about it. Well, awesome. that site comes live, you'll see the the app of the video itself um, or a video of the app itself. Sorry. Um, you actually see the app video and then you'll actually see um, cool stuff for the drivers and cool stuff for riders that we're going to be doing soon. Awesome. This, uh, this sounds great. So everybody uh, I'll put uh, any of the links that you tell me are okay. I'll put in the show notes. Um, okay, cool. You know, I might leave the, I might leave the website one out or I might, or I'll just say they're going to come anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll put it in there, but I'll put some kind of thing like, you know, website launches, you know, the 15 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The day before you could put the day before, uh, uh, St. Patty's day. Right. Yeah. So I'll I'll just do something like that. Cause I don't, you know, I don't want people going to a static paging on what is this, you know, know. but, um, but at the same time, I do want it getting out there because we have a lot of listeners and stuff. And so, you know, but I'll put if it's okay with you, I'll put your social links too, because people should be subscribing, getting used to that. Um, especially if you're in the Philadelphia market, you should absolutely if 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 uh YouTube is your platform, if Facebook is your platform, if Twitter's your platform, you should be connecting with them. Yeah. Because it sounds like I mean, if I was if I was in the Philadelphia market, I would want to be in, in on this from the beginning. I wouldn't want to wait and then and then yeah. you know. All of a sudden, uh, he's he's having to Rudy's having to like hold back a little bit and go wait wait we're not onboarding right now, yeah yeah you know and then it's all of a funny sudden, you like, say that because that. yeah because when we start talking <laughs> to drivers drivers it was really funny because with the drivers they'll sign up on a spot because a lot of them the older ones the older ones kept on telling us or kept on telling me is like I remember when Uber first started there was nobody on the road we were making millions every week we were making millions. Mm-hmm. And then these guys, you know, and some of the women too, were like, I want to sign up too, because I want to be the first one on the road too. Yeah. And I think that's how it'll go. I mean, if, if it were my business, I would just onboard to what I need, you know, that's where these come, the oversaturation. Cause if you find a couple drivers, you know, leave, you'll have tons of backup drivers who are ready. Yeah. 
And I like like Grubhub. Grubhub's one of the ones that holds you up for a while. It says, oh, oh yeah, you know, we can't onboard you yet in your market because there's too many people. Too that many was drivers. A great thing that they used not, to yeah. do. I mean, now they don't. Now I think they take everybody, but they used to do that for a while. And that was a I didn't mind being on a Grubhub wait list. I would much rather be on a wait list than be onboarded and have no business. Yeah. You know, I'd rather be told we don't have the, we don't have enough business or we, we have enough drivers to support our business right now, but you're on a wait list. That's okay with me. I'm fine with that. But this, that's what people don't want to miss out on with you guys. So, um, before the website's out, if people are listening to this, can they get in contact and somehow let you know they're interested if they're in Philadelphia before the website goes? Um, yeah. So if on, I'm, I'm not sure, but Steve, my, it's a Rudy at free.cab is on the screen. Are there users going to see that? No. Oh, they're not. So yeah, just give them my email and they can email me directly. It's Rudy. I mean, uh, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. For the YouTube video, I can put it up there. I can have, yeah. But I mean, for the audio listeners, we just got to make sure that they, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Cool. So if they email you directly, they can start, Yes. they can start expressing interest, even though the website's not live to sign up and download the app or whatever, but they can email you directly and say, Hey, I'm interested. Yeah. Okay. They'll, they'll get, they'll, they'll trust. <laughs> they'll be like, Hey, it's Rudy. What's going on? You want to go out for a drink? What's going on? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I mean, sounds to me, it sounds awesome, Rudy. And I hope that, I hope that we are going to be having you back on the podcast shortly after your launch. Yeah. Um, Cause I'd love to be part of that and, you know, and help you blow it up when you're live on the street. Uh, you know, I mean, it's really Steve. What, I mean, what makes me happy about this is watching the reactions from the riders when I show them the video and they play with the app. It, it, it tugs my heart, but it's just really interesting because to me, that confirms one people really like it. Uh, we did get a couple of people who were like, I don't know, you know, I don't want to sit in a cab ride for five well, of minutes. Of course, of course, you would. It wouldn't be a yeah. good sample size if you didn't. Oh, yeah, exactly. But for me, it made more sense because it's a problem that Travis created and he never really fixed it per se. Same thing with green, you know, those two guys, bless my heart. I mean, these guys started really good, you know, all three of them started really good industries, but at the end of the day, you have drivers that are not a commodity. These are human beings that have lives, kids, you know, put food on the table, so on and so forth. You treat them with respect. You give them what they're due, give them the, the pay that they need to actually survive you'll have a happy community. The community now is not happy. The community that I'm building is going to be happy because I, as me, as a driver and a rider, I want to give both of those communities what they need. One for the riders, give them a free ride, get a laugh out of it. For the drivers, pay them, pay these guys because they're supporting you as a company, as a business, as an individual to grow as a community. And these guys- have no community. Yeah. And it's been, and it's been such a, you know, such a devastating blow to so many rideshare drivers that I know on all these cuts and stuff, even the ones who are still in it, who are veteran, who know how to make money in these markets are still like just bumming. If they were paid better, they'd be in a better mood. People ask all the time, why is the driver so pissy? He's pissy because he's being paid crap. Yeah. That's the bottom line. You know I mean? I know too, because listen, (laughs) man, you know, you do a 40 mile ride and you only get 16 bucks. Yeah. And then you ask, then you ask her, uh, I was like, how much, how much you paying for the ride? Just out of curiosity. She's like, Oh, 62. Right. 
62. Well, you can all you can always see it too. You can always look up all of your rides. Yeah. And then when I look at it, I'm like, $16 for what? Like there's something wrong here. You know, and then that pisses me off because you're like, they're ripping me off. You know, yeah. they're uh, they're taking food away from my family. So yeah. for me, that day with my brother made more sense of hey, how can we get a free ride? I was like, Well, you know, I'm gonna go on Mars, plant my flag, and say, This is how we're gonna run the community, this is how we're gonna run the show. Because the way the industry is working now don't make sense. Don't make sense if nobody. I think that nobody can argue with that. So on that point, uh, we will end this. And Rudy, thank awesome. you so much thank for you. coming on. I'm really looking thank forward so to seeing what you do with uh, Fear Cab. Will do. Okay. Thanks, Eve. So what do we all think? Come on, I want to see some. I want to see some comments this week, guys. Let's uh, you know, hit me up with an email. Um, I know there was a little confusion there for a while. I was using the ULD Gmail, and then there was the Rideshare Rodeo Gmail. And both of those I still have. Of course I do. They're still tied to things and uh, whatnot. But um, a lot of junk mail comes through there, and I hate it when I miss any of uh, your guys' emails. So again, steve at rideshararodeo.com. And remember, uberliftdrivers.com and uberliftdrivers.com backslash podcast takes you to everything of our podcast from uberliftdrivers.com remember you can get to all of our social media links too or at least you can get to the uber like uberlift drivers uh twitter handle and then from there you can see rideshare rodeos and it'll take you to anything that connects the other two um also i will be sharing next week discord information for any of you out there using discord um i am just getting started on it <laughs> i am just getting familiar with it and uh yeah um it, I can see what the benefits would be. So um, any of you that are using Discord, I uh, will have information on that next week. And last but not least, uh, we have our Patreon page up for Rideshare Rodeo. Uh, the link is in the show notes, guys. If you feel like becoming a Patreon, you get uh, some special perks. You get to hear content that I uh, don't release elsewhere or... Um, you know, re, we, I even have started a thing where I redo, uh, remaster some of the, some of those old, old beginning rideshare rodeo podcasts that were almost, uh, the content was there, but we're almost unlistenable. Some are, some are pretty wild and, and, uh, not the best audio, but I learned and, uh, now, so I'm remastering some of those on there. Uh, just different content, trying to keep it, uh, good, but you guys, you can find almost everything also, you know, I'm do the bonus podcast, podcast on Tuesday, YouTube channel, Discord's going to connect all that and everything else. So thanks guys for a great week. Love being here with y'all. Go out there and spin some positive into this crazy world. See you back here next week on Rodeo. Peace.